Welcome to Theology in the Streets podcast where no topic goes untouched. It's your boy, Pastor Lou, a.k.a. Late to the Game. I'm back, y'all. It's been a minute. We missed you. Everybody was like, I'm on vacation. But you got sick kids, yo. You got to take care of sick kids. You feel me? (laughs) Yo, on my far right, I got with me. You got your boy, Don Dada, back in the building. How y'all feel out there? Sleepy Dawn straight, Dada Straight off vacation Sleep, I had to take a page from Sleepy Dawn Dadas. <laughs> <laughs> and on my left Filling in for Gemma Jugs Illmatic Bar Gemma Hello and God bless And on my right here Filling in for Kirk Glasses Baby That's <laughs> <laughs> your boy Big Z Coming back at you One more game Baby <laughs> <laughs> Yo shout out to the brothers Man who not here To come for Come in Yo keep Keep Jamma Jugs Jamma gets no shout out Jamma gets no bro This is like his Fourth time in a row bro I, I, I think, listen, he's I think he's gotta go On probation yo he's yeah, gotta put him on every, probation. every time he's got gotta write him excuse up. bro I to write him My up. finger got jammed In the door When I was making coffee This morning I can't come <laughs> This trash Yo he bro. rolled his ankle Though man Nah he rolled his ankle he, he walk, I gotta see it He yeah. walking on a baseball Right now This dude's trash he said, I woke up and sprained my hamstring when I was stretching this morning before worship. Trash. <laughs> I ate 13 sausages and eggs and now my stomach aches. I got to take Pesto Bismol outside. <laughs> this is garbage, man. I don't know where Kurt at, though. He just like. Kurt just, yeah, Kurt just, yeah, he didn't even tell us nothing. He just didn't show up. He was up. like, yo. No call, no show. No Kurt. call, no show. Kurt, oh, Kurt my reached goodness. out to him. He's, he's oh, okay. uh, fulfilling some pastoral duties. Oh, right okay, now. okay. All right. So, all right. He get a pass. He get a see, pass. He get a pass. Okay, we're about, go we about to go in. We're about to go in, Zeke. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Did, 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 did he reach out to you or you reached out well, to him? I reached out to him. <laughs> There's a difference look, in that. Time out. I, I just wanted to make sure my boy was all right. Yeah, and he no told doubt. me what was going on. I was like, all right, all right. So you're Kurt Classic. Yeah, you, so you snuck that in we for all you looked out for him, Zeke. I got yeah. you, man. I got See, you. See, that's what Grace looked like, y'all. That's what Grace looked like. Amen. <laughs> all right, let's get into the topic, man. The topic for today is demonic possession. Or or let's put it this way. Are we demonized for talking about demons? Mm. Are we demonized for talking about demons? And that came from your boy, Illmatic. Um, yeah, how come it's not talked about enough in the church? Like we, let me say this: from a Pentecostal background, charismatic background, Satan is talked about, but by and large, in the whole church across denominational lines, we don't see much of demon possession talked about. Mm. Um, what's your what's your thought on that? Like, what do y'all think about that? Why why do most churches don't talk about people being demon possessed or even trying to pray over people who may be demon possessed so that they may be delivered? Or even, you know, from the from the Pentecostal background, like you said, they attribute like this is because this person is demon possessed mainstream won't even assume that I would say you yeah. know what I mean they don't give they don't credit that to demon possession anymore it's always oh well you know you got to do this with the Lord get in your word and, and things of that nature which is valid I'm not saying those things aren't valid but from a you know old school Pentecostal viewpoint they would I think the first uh, assumption is is there any demonic bond on mm-hmm. you yeah I would think they would go there first and then first 
if we get get through that, then you go into the okay. Now you you know you got to press in to the Lord. But I think that's their first assumption is like you're you're bound demonically because you don't have a relationship with God. So the blood of Jesus is not covering you, so you're exposed yeah. to these bondages. Would y'all would y'all agree? That's like kind of like the old school Pentecostal viewpoint when you go into those you know the old school again the old school uh, I, I would agree I, I would also build on that too okay. because um, I feel like you know from mainline denominations a lot of times what you have is all truth and no spirit mm. whereas on the opposite end of the spectrum with the Pentecostals you have all spirit and no truth mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. you know the what I'm saying lost, and, yeah. and that's why I want to shout out uh, late to the game Lou, because, you know, as a mentor, and when I first got saved, I, you know, we also we also came from the background, a uh, Pentecostal background, but Lou would always kind of preach this or teach this uh, Reformed Pentecostal view. Yeah. Where, you yeah. know, he the would- The only no, Reformed Pentecostal yeah. out there. Like oh, he, my bad. he would merge the style and, and the in-depthness of preaching and teaching the Bible that the mainline denominations do, specifically the Reformed camp, and then, but also acknowledge and respect and, and recognize that, yo, but these spiritual things, these gifts and, 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 and demonic possession and rebuking demons, this is also in scripture. And, and, and there's a yeah. there's a proper uh, systematic way of going about it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think, you know, we as believers, you know, we need to be wise and, and kind of take the good from both sides mm. and, 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 and form that into our theology. Yeah, and, and trying to find that balance, right? Because mm-hmm. if, if it's all truth, then you, you miss out on opportunities uh, where God can really use you to bless and maybe even bring deliverance to somebody else. And then when you're missing truth, then you're susceptible to hurting other people, right, through the church per se. Um, So it is trying to find that balance. Um, But I would say this, that when it comes to demon possession, um, it is, I don't want to say it's fringe as far as biblically speaking, because it's not. We see it in Scripture. But it's fringe in in the, the actual experiences of certain aspects of the church and the reality is people are demon possessed and dealing with people who are demon possessed there's a fear i think some from some people in the church let's be honest that if this was to happen or deal with to some degree how do i deal with that because it's not taught in the church today how to deal with it even though the scripture shows us teaches us kind of gives us the, the the guideline from the New Testament, definitely. Um, but how do I deal with something like that? Or at the very least, I'm too afraid to even want to interact with something like that. Because let, let's be clear, when we're talking about Satan and demons, it's a supernatural, yeah, supernatural entities. Yeah. It's beyond our senses. Yeah. And and when we're talking about beyond our senses, and you if you've ever experienced someone who's demon-possessed, is very strange. It is. It is. It messes with you, and, it's, and you, it brings about fear. Well, also, I think it goes back onto teaching, because if you look at the the word, I believe over fifty verses is it's about casting out demons hmm. in the gospels. In the gospels, right? yeah. yeah. And okay? in the book of Acts. And in the, I was gonna say, yeah. okay, yeah. in the Old Testament too, you could see people, you know. 
So, if, if, if we are truly in our word, right, you have encountered scriptures that deal with this type of thing, mm. casting out demons. So you should have a knowledge of, of it being prevalent. Now, the problem is that we don't know who we are in Christ and we don't know about us being kingdom-minded, kingdom so to speak. You know, we, we look at ourselves too much in the natural and not look at us in the spiritual, mm -hmm. which Jesus always addressed, the spiritual, the spiritual, the spiritual, the spiritual realm, you know, um, the prophets, the spiritual realm. And sometimes that can be our carnal selves not paying attention to that it's bigger than our flesh, that this walk is bigger than what we see. It's what we can't see also. Because the Bible brings up scriptures of our, about our prayers being hindered because of war and the, and the heavens. And, yeah. you know, it's constantly speaking about it being bigger than us here on mm. this physical, yeah. the physical attributes of us being on earth as opposed to the spiritual realm that we're really walking in. Mm. Okay? And that's why it says we're not war against flesh and blood. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, scripture, so yeah. it's always speaking on that. And we have a problem. I think as Christians sometimes as accepting this being bigger than our carnal flesh, that this is something big, this is something um, um, spiritual. And we really need to pay attention to that because if you do grasp that, it'll be easier to understand the demonic forces and what's at hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so on one level, you have, you have mainline denominations that don't ever want to talk about it, but then you, on another level from... Pentecostal charismatic churches they always blaming Satan for something right mm -hmm. exactly let me get your opinion on this what do you think about those who, who from the charismatic camp or Pentecostal camp that go to the extreme and they say things like this that you know Satan is under your feet or I stomped the devil on his head or or things of that nature what is your opinion? Because I got a thought on this, but what's your opinion on that when I, when I say something like that? Because this happens. Yeah, well, I think that, um, again, proper teaching has to be involved mm. and articulating things the right way. Okay. See, if you're a non-believer and you never read the Bible and somebody says, oh, Satan's under your feet, they take that literal. Yeah. They don't understand what scripture you're quoting they understand the promise that was given to us, you know, in Genesis. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So you got to be careful of how you, you're speaking to the masses, but you're not educating the masses. That's mm -hmm. what you're doing. You're speaking to the masses. And a believer that's in this word will understand what you're referencing. Yeah. But a person that doesn't believe doesn't understand what you're referencing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where you're coming from. Now, you can say, oh, I'm, I am speaking to the believer. Okay, that's fine. Then say that, mm -hmm. that you're speaking to the believer. You have to be clear. But even speaking to the believer, though, is that an accurate position for Christians to have? To, in other words, to have a view of Satan. So I want to be I'm not trying. I'm not trying to uplift Satan and no, give him more saying. credit. He is not God. He, de, he is not omnipotent. He is not omnipresent. He is not omniscient. In other words, all-knowing, all-powerful, everywhere present. He's not those things, even though he tries to portray himself exactly. that way. But he's still a supernatural being that yes. has a kingdom oh, yeah. that runs efficiently. Yes. Okay? Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. And so when we come off like that, this is just on the Pentecostal charismatic yeah. side, and we speak in that way, is it the right thing to do? And I think we have to be careful. If I'm speaking on the behalf of the Pentecostal mm -hmm. charismatic people, 
this is where the the other side gets uh gets a little more um clarity gives a little more clarity mm. when you go solely de la gloria of god the glory alone i think that has to be pronounced that has to be um said when you know when you when you when you okay when you make a statement like that like right and you believe that but through what it's only through christ mm -hmm. it's only through christ and if you're not emphasizing on that and taking the power and acting like you got the power yeah right that's when we i think that's when we cross that line we get a little bit yeah, we get we yeah, cross that line now if they're meaning that in a sense of because of who I am of, in, in Christ, Christ that's the key right there yeah. then you're a little more accurate but if you're not saying these again clarity if you're not saying this and giving gl glory all to, to the God. Lord to yes. God misconceptions there alright what, what you think uh, uh, Illmatic I think I think that that language I, now this is my personal humble opinion I could be wrong I do think though that that language is is um, I think it's prideful number one and number two, I think that it's a, a kind of a, a lack of understanding biblically who Satan is, yeah. because like you said, he's he's not uh, he's not all powerful. He's not he's not everywhere at once. He's you know, he he's not all knowing. And that's clearly seen in scripture. Um, but he he does believe that he is uh, he's he's more powerful than us. And he's he's extremely crafty and witty. I mean, yep. he fooled Eve. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Adam and Eve. He even he even went to the extent of attempting to tempt Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, in Matthew four. Like you have to take that into consideration that if this entity, if this being, really thought that he could tempt God Himself in the flesh and make Him fall, he thinks nothing of you. Like, bro, you, you, bro, you a fly on the wall to Him. You know what I'm saying? So I think we as believers, like what Dawn said, Christ needs to get all the glory. Yes. Like all the glory goes to Him. If 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 at the end of this day. I'm still walking with the Lord. It's by the grace of God. It's, 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 it's due to Christ. So yes, I, in 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 the end, Satan is under our feet. But I think that we need need to take, like what Dawn said, into consideration Scripture in its totality. And listen, and I want to give you just a little pushback, D, mm -hmm. on that because I don't want to give away this other sermon that God's having me work on, but. Mm -hmm. He he does, he he does. I, I don't know if I want to use the word fear, or he is aware. You're right of who he's dealing with. You're right, because like the demon said, we know Paul, we know yeah, Jeep, but we, don't, we don't know you. So that yeah. means he talked. Paul was yeah. talked about in that realm. Like, Amen. be Amen. careful for this guy. Amen. Be careful for this guy. This guy right. walks with the Lord, and I could give other examples with the Enoch, you know, mm -hmm. that he mm -hmm. that he was taken. Yep. So. You're definitely right. Who you are in Christ can Matters. give you a stature. It yes. does matter. It does Amen. matter. Amen. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm full agreement with that. And, and so, so let me then return back to the statement then. I think then when a, a pastor from a pulpit says, says that statement, it's true. But I think that there's certain people in the congregation, because you know not everyone in the congregation is saved. Mm. I think that sometimes they believe that text applies to them. And we, that's why we all need to self-examine ourselves. Because I've had in-depth conversations with Dawn about, yo, Dawn, you know, like, I want to serve God. I, and I've brought that text. Like, I want the, the, the demonic realm 
to to know me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and sometimes I question that. Like, do does the de- demonic realm know me? Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And, and 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 by the grace of God, Dawn's always encouraged me. Like, dude, they know you. Yeah, Trust me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you 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 bringing up some issues in that realm. You yeah. know. And so I definitely agree. Coming forward. What about you, that. Zeke? Like, how how do you view this? Like, you know, Satan and the view sometimes from Pentecostals where they have a low regard for who he is. Well, um, I kind of agree with what Illmatic said where um, it, it's, it's, it almost comes off as arrogant. Yeah. Um, and if you're not in your word, um, like Don was alluding to earlier, it can almost give like a false sense of in, uh, invincibility. Yeah, yeah, and you can put yourself out there thinking that um, <clears throat> you you can't be touched, you can't be harmed. But if you don't know the story of Job, um, <laughs> yeah, you'll find yourself out there um, with nobody to turn to, and 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 being touched and afflicted from all different angles. And you're like, wait a minute, I thought I was good. I thought I was untouchable. Uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. They're not going to prosper, but the weapons are formed, and they're yeah. going to use. They're yeah. going to be used, uh-huh. and and you're going to go through. And if you're not rightly rooted in the Word of God, it's, it's going to be a painful experience. And I would say, I would add to what you're saying as far as if there's sin in your life, mm-hmm. like outright sin that you keep coming to, you open the door as a believer for Satan to keep hooks in you. Yeah, and um. Even though the sun sets free, who whom the sun sets free is free indeed. But if when we open that door, we are entertaining demons, right? Sinful action. I'm not saying we're we're going to go sinless or anything. We're going to have our moment. But if you're addicted to porn and masturbation, and you are a Christian, guess believe who's really rule, ruling in that area? Satan is exactly right. Um, and even if you go in the realm of of crime. Yeah, Mur- you know yeah. that Satan is that's in Satan. that realm right there. You know what I'm saying? So, so as believers, right, when it comes to demon possession, this is the reality that when we are in proper relationship with God, all demons are subject to believers. Okay, Amen. clearly yeah. that Amen. that is what the Bible shows us and teaches. Coming back to what you kind of mentioned, Acts chapter 19, you have a story of a demon possessed man. And two uh, uh, Jewish priests go into the to, to the uh, um, into the house, and they begin to rebuke the demon. And this is what they say: "By the name by which the apostle Paul preaches, we rebuke you." And the demon speaks back to these uh, to these uh, Jewish priests, and they say, "Listen, Jesus, I know. <laughs> Paul, I know. Who be? You? But who are you?" And then the demon goes on to put a beat down on them, strips them naked, and has them run run out the house. Mm. Right? <laughs> so Paul, there's right some there. seriousness behind. No, not only that, and this is a point that's never pointed out. Okay, Lou. Yeah. And that's why we big. You might say, "Oh, they always talk about sexual immorality." The demon stripped them naked. Mm. What was mm. the point of that? What was the point? See again. Well, we, there's some. There's a few things I would say, but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well again, what? There's a few comments. You know that. You know, there's there's one that say he wanted. You know, that I've heard views on it saying. You know that. Basically, you know, what I'm saying? I don't yeah, know how to, to rape them. Rape them. Yeah. Oh, that's one. But also, even if we don't go that far in it, 
All right, the shame of That's that. The, key right the shame there. Yeah. of it. The shame. Especially the shame. for Jewish culture. So go ahead, keep going. No, so so for for the main thing for Jewish culture is that anyone found naked that was to be a shame unto them. Um, and this is one of the reasons why Jesus, when he was crucified, many don't know this, but he was crucified naked. Mm. And it brought shame unto him. It's one of the reasons why the Bible says that he took our shame, right? Mm. He took our shame. But so so when when we talk about demon possession though, uh there's a there's a real supernatural aspect behind it. And I think much of the church today, even from leadership, do not know how to interact with someone who mm. may be demonstrating signs of demon possession. Mm. Some of those signs may be erratic, seriously erratic behavior, violent tendencies, um, mental health issues. Some of it is just sickness and disease. We see mm. that with, with what Jesus dealt with. Um, some of it is is uh, affliction or generational affliction upon children and family members. And I'm going to bring this testimony. We kind of talked about this off topic. I know a young lady, a young lady who who was my youth leader early on in my walk with the Lord, and um, sitting down with her and the pastor, they shared with me her her story. Her story was she became a lesbian at a teenager, um, but when she came to Christ, they prayed over. She was demon possessed. The demon spoke out through her, and told the pastors that were praying over her that. They could not have her. And the reason why was that this demon was assigned to her from the age of three years old. This is like, this is amazing. This is amazing. And, and, and we were talking off camera before we started. Like, where do you find that in scripture? And uh, uh, Illmatic came up with a passage on this. Mm. You want to share on this a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elaborate yes. on it. That was, that was deep. And so uh, real quick, um, I, I do think just uh, as an uh, epilogue to, to, to the text, I think we as, because um, I believe, we, I think we all believe in demonic possession. Oh, yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? And me personally, I've never um, had that encounter. But I do believe that in the future, it, it is going to occur for me because uh, just certain things that's happened in my life. And then, you know, it, it's prevalent. You know what I mean? But the text that I came with, do you want me to start from the beginning, Mark 9, or Mark nine fourteen, all the way to to 21? Right. Uh, yeah, you could do that. That's fine. Yeah, read right, it. So I'll just yeah, read it. So uh, they can listen. Mark 9, 14 through 21. And when he came to the disciples, Jesus Christ, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit and wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they answered him, then they brought him to him, and when they saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming at the mouth. Verse 21, so he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. Hmm. And so, From childhood. From, from childhood. childhood. 
So from childhood, this boy has been afflicted by this demon. Now this is but, hard language. Yeah, it is. For it some is people, real. some people are like, Don't how can a child it. be afflicted by a demon? Amazing, bro. Right now, and this is why it's not popular. I believe. Of now. course. See, this is why D. I think this is not popular because. This is hard language to, to, to even speak, to say, you know, because people, kids are innocent, and, right. and I'm not saying they're not. Right. But somehow this kid had. It says a demon. mute spirit in so, verse in verse 18. It says and a, a mute spirit. And yep, a and in other words, him. he convulsed. He had seizures. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And then in verse 23, it says, uh, or verse 21 or 22. I'm sorry. It says, and often he has thrown him both into the fire. Hear him. He has thrown him, right? So this demon has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help him. Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. When mm. Jesus <laughs> help my that's, unbelief. Help my See, unbelief. now that's real. Yeah, that's real talk. That's, that's being real, real that's with real God talk, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Real Amen. talk right there. Yeah. Amen. And uh when, when Jesus saw the people come running together, it says this, he rebuked the unclean spirit. So again, it's mm. being attributed to a spirit, a demon, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter into him no more. Fast forward to 29, this, this kind of faith can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Mm. And that's the thing right there, you know, when you talk about the demon possession, right? You don't. It, it, it tags along with you don't hear a lot about praying and fasting. Yeah, you, you don't. Yeah. You, you you don't, don't hear a lot about fasting. Mm -mm. Well, what I found interesting was when uh, we first brought this scripture up, and before we started recording, um, I was reading along with you, but my app was set to the New Living Translation. It don't have and fasting. That's, that's not in there. Yeah, look how vital that is. In the New Living Translation, that's not in there. That is not fasting's not in there. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's crucial. That's crazy. Vital. Wow. It's vital. That's, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. That's a, that's why yeah. I don't I don't mess with the with the with the New Living Translation. Yeah. I, I it's got some good stuff. Yeah. It does. I, I mean, it's, it's good for when you preach it and you want to understand and you want to break something But it's not my main text. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But wow. so so now this is the thing, right? So here is a child, here's a child who is who is demon and the father hmm. is just broken over this. He, he's desperate. He probably has gone to see doctors during his time. Yep. He's probably gone do whatever it is to try to help his son. Probably he's taking medicinal it things to, for his son to try to get, you know, yep. get over it. Finally, he comes to the disciples. Listen, I got to I gotta find somebody. Maybe, maybe, huh. just maybe, I'll find deliverance. Huh. And then imagine, here they come, they pray, and nothing. Nothing. They can't do it. But thank God for Jesus Christ, because this is important right here for, for, for us to understand when it comes to people who are demon-possessed, the immediate, the immediate issue for Christians is fear. Hmm. And what do I mean by that? Uh, in, a, in a book called Disarming the Powers of, of Darkness, uh, one of the authors, Benoit, and I forgot, uh, Gardner, I think his last name is, one of their chapters is that one of Satan's tactics when it comes to him and how he deals with people, but specifically when it comes to dealing with Christians, is to cause fear. Yet Jesus was never overcome by fear. What was he overcome by? Compassion. Mm. Compassion. 
Another story you'll find in, in, in uh, uh, you can find actually in the book of Mark chapter 5, the story of the demon-possessed man in the tombs, the Gadarenes. Here's a man who had a legion of aim, uh, demonic activity inside of him. He had over 2,000 to 6,000 demons afflicting him. And this man was mentally unstable, but had supernatural strength. And yet, Jesus comes onto the scene and the man runs to Jesus and the demons begin to speak through him. What are you to do with us now? It is the compassion of Christ looking at the person when it comes to someone who's demon possessed. And so when we're talking about interacting, Dave, if you ever do come across something like that, Elmatic, you ever do come across, it has to, compassion has to be the one driving entity that overcomes any fear from the supernatural moment. Because it's a shock to the soul. Yeah. If you've ever dealt with someone who is yeah. demon possessed, it, it catches you. Like, oh my goodness, what am I dealing with right now? Mm-hmm. It, it shocks you in a sense because it's not natural to your senses. Yeah. But if you can get past that in compassion and look at the person and understand the authority that's inside of you and you prayed up and you fasted up, you will find God using you to bring about deliverance unto someone who was demon-possessed. Yeah, I, I want to uh, piggyback on that two things. This is why the Bible talks about being ready in and out, yep. you know what I mean, and also praying and fasting because I believe this to be, and this is scripture, if you encounter something like that and you're, 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 you're in your word, you're praying, you're fasting, your senses, your spiritual senses, senses is so high because you've been denying the flesh yes. and filling it with the spirit. Yeah. So you're walking in the spirit on this earth, so to speak. You know what I mean? Because you've been in, because only God could get you through the fast because you, your, your flesh want to make you eat. Your flesh right. want to mm-hmm. make you drink. If you fall to the flesh, you're going to be eating. And but guess what's filling that up, making you not hungry, is the Spirit, Spirit of God, God yeah. in you. You know. So now, man, the gifts that he gives you, you're working at an all-time uh, high in it. You know what I mean? So now you're sensitive in this way. The spirit is just working through you when you when you deal with these things. Right. You know what I'm saying. Also, I wanted to um, piggyback on the, what you had just mentioned with that scripture. You notice though, the father was looking for something, mm. right? Yeah, he was looking, but the healing didn't come, or the cat and the, the demon didn't come out till he admitted to his come on. unbelief. Yeah. Come on. The father had something to do with it. So we look at it as, oh, what did the kid do? No, it wasn't necessarily the kid. Because when the father said, help, I do believe, but help me with my unbelief. unbelief. When he came to the, he put everything on the call. He put himself on the altar at that moment. Mm -hmm. He put himself on the altar at that moment. And God said, you know what? I work with that. Mm -hmm. I work with that. He didn't say, oh, well, I'm a, you know, uh, we got to wait till you start believing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That, see, that's his mercy. This is his grace. Grace is so amazing. Mm-hmm. He, as soon as he mentioned, as soon as he put it on the altar, God did something. Yeah. God did something. So, you know, that, that's, that, we, can't over, we can't overlook that right there. We can't yeah. overlook that. But it's, it's, it's real. It's real. Mm. Um, uh-oh. 
Uh oh, it's that time. It's that time. It's, it's that, that time. time. Yeah, I need redemption because my wife time. said my wife said it's my freestyle time. was whack last Dude, time. I told you that, yeah. y'all. But I'm on it, bro. I can't even freestyle, so let me freestyle with the mind. I got the news for you. I hope I don't get the blues to you, but. Got the crew with you, it's me and Zeke and Lou And Dawn, call him the one, like my son Ezzy Wan Check it, Illmatic on the microphone Baby Al Capone, bustin' verses through your home Check it, we at HCF, we the best And we passin' any test We put these little dudes to rest We on mesh, uh yeah. We, yeah. I think yeah. I think the other one was better. I think the other one was better. The other one was whack. It's better than that one. My wife was like, yo, that was whack. I think it was better than that one. I think it was better than that one. I think it was better than that one. Start bringing the written. Oh, I can bring the written. Oh, there we go. But then he'll be lying saying it's a freestyle. So that's why he's honest. He's honest. I'll put it out there, though, like, yo, this is written. Oh, okay. I'll put it out there. I'll put it out there. But so for the news, you know. Trending on the streets. Trending on the streets. Football Sunday Next Sunday wow. You know what I'm saying wow. I, I've been stop missing skipping, it Stop skipping I, Thursday I, I, oh, Don't skip bad. Thursday <laughs> Them boys in Thursday. the building Oh wait is, is it the Cowboys Yes it is That's why I skipped it Cowboys against you That's why I skipped it That's why I skipped it Who they playing against Ain't no fart sounds on this Who they playing pushing the button on that Who they playing Who they playing The Suckaneers Oh y'all gonna get scraped Y'all gonna get scraped You shouldn't even mention that Now that's a scrapage That's a scrapage Win, lose, or die I'm Cowboys fan for life. Okay. I hear you, but I'm just saying you're not gonna nah, get scared. Whatever. I mean, but I, you know, I hope you guys do well. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. So, uh, first, first part of trending on the streets. It, I, this is according to theblaze.com. My dad put it on the group chat. It says Joe Rogan has tested negative for COVID-19 only two days after announcing he was infected with coronavirus. The good news of Rogan testing negative for COVID-19 disappointed many people who had previous previous previously hoped he would die from coronavirus. Wow. That's so evil. Man, bro, that is wicked, bro. Uh, on Friday, uh, Rogan wicked. shared a, a photo of his negative test result on Instagram with the gleeful caption, tested negative today. Thanks for all the kind wishes. Hold up, but I thought he tested positive. He tested positive, he tested positive two positive days ago. And he tested negative. And now he's tested negative. Oh, what's up with these tests, man? I, remember, we they talked bonds. about it. We talked about it last episode. They're, there's false positives. Yeah, that's there's true. false positives. But he was feeling the symptoms too, yeah, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, you know, I guess he was taking the uh, ivermectin drug. Yeah. Like yeah. he was taking a few drugs, right? I think he does the. I think he does the um the the one I always talk about too. Th- isn't that the hydrochloric 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 yeah? Chloric- yeah. yeah. The so, ivermectin body get all the worms out of him. Yeah. I, so supposedly, <laughs> I said I guess supposedly he was taking a bunch of these drugs and and I think he might. He's been speaking on it for a while about yeah. these different experimental drugs yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that, that other doctors, you know. The that, chloroquine is yeah. bef- it's beyond experimental because Trump took it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, uh, yeah, I want to make Ivermectin, a correction. Ivermectin, though, has been, t- has been, test- has been yeah. st- there's been tests on it now. They're starting to show that at proper dosages. At the time. Yeah. Yes. The right time. It, it is. Well, no, they got to be taking it before, before for it to be effective. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of that, um, I sent an article to Dawn because last episode, I, um, I was wrong about him, about Trump not taking it. He did. Uh, according to um, Becker's shop or Becker's hospital review.com, Trump took eight drugs 
um, for his COVID night COVID nineteen tra- treatment. Dexamethasone, which is a, a, a steroid, he took uh, remdesivir, which is one I, I talked about, and he took uh, Regenerons. Time, yeah. Right, Regenerons. That, is that the one you mentioned? No, right? uh, Regenerons chlor- monoclonal antibody. No, uh, the no? chloroquine I, I mentioned. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He took. But I know zinc, he took some of the zinc, vitamin yeah, D, yeah, yeah. Pepsid, melatonin, and aspirin. So they said that's where the eight well, drugs that he took. The one for but the steroids I, I is for the, the steroids. It's yeah. for the lungs. It's for yeah. the lungs. Yeah. But I could have swore you 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 brought up Regeneron too though. You brought up Regeneron for one of the doctors that you referenced. Okay, probably yeah. would have been my man with the concoction. Yes, that's yes, the that's concoction. what it was. What was his name? The zinc and, yeah. and uh, the, the Regeneron other one and then the chloroquine. Yes. That was together. That was the concoction. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. And then. Here's another one. This is co- according to idpjournal.biomedcentral.com. Um, Nobel, Nobel Prize for the Artemisinin and Ivermectin discoveries, a great boost towards elimination of the global infectious disease of poverty. So I guess, um, the, you know, this is the drug that you were talking about, how, you know, it's being an experimental uh, treatment for COVID nineteen, you know. Yeah, what is it, Lou? How does that work with the warm? Uh, the, how does that, the ivermectin? Yeah, yeah. What is it? So it, it it's usually used for horses. It's a dewarming. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so there there've been some studies where they've they've used it on mosquitoes, and then uh, mosquitoes would, uh, and then they would, the mosquitoes would be on the humans would eat them, and then uh, like bite them and stuff like that, and see how it affect humans. Uh, but there's other been sto- other studies uh, where they have um, been giving patients they, the sample sizes have been very small, um, but they've been across the globe. So what they found is that people who have been taking ivermectin beforehand had a higher rate of survival mm-hmm. uh, versus those who didn't. So what it was doing, and not only that, the the symptoms tended to last. Uh, uh, less compared to others. So, and this is talking about symptoms of COVID, or what is symptoms this of COVID okay. directly COVID. Okay. And um, and what 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 they found is that it's just got to be properly. You got to have the proper dosage to people. So, but it's most effective before. So they got to kind of be taking it like a supplement. Now, why is the why are these the the two that we just mentioned? Why are they not popular? Well, I think some of it is just the FDA. The FDA has not approved yet. So these are like newer studies. Like this one study was just done in August. So until it gets further peer reviews, more data behind it, then I think you could probably the FDA can probably make a but, better decision. But the chloroquine I, uh, and all that well, this, it's an this, anti-malaria this, that's been so used for a long this time. This is the thing, though. So like, so according to this, is a broad, broad spectrum relief, right? Okay. So it, it affects many things. Yeah, but. If I'm not if I'm not wrong, I may be wrong, but I thought that as a doctor, you could prescribe something for an off-label use. You, you can. Yeah. So there are doctors still that, that, prescribing ivermectin. That's, oh yeah. that's yeah, what yeah, I'm oh saying. Yeah. But yeah. some pharmacies are not fulfilling. Right. Yes. So, uh, yes. They, they found that because yeah. you know I think it may be an FDA issue. They like yeah. hold on, what is this yeah. being prescribed right. for? So they don't want to get caught in up their in their private the little practice. Yeah. That's what happened right. with the, the doctor I was talking about from Monroe, yes. New York. He was. He was doing his off-label use. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I've heard multiple doctors talk about that, and then they get pushed back from the pharmacy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like where it's like, yo, why do you want this drug for this person? And they're like, you know, I'm a doctor, bro, because I'm a doctor. That's yeah. why. Yeah. But, but you know, it's tough too because you got pharma. 
Yeah, they're pushing, yeah, pushing what you know. Well, not only that, naturally, ivermectin is 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 not generally used as a supplement, right? Okay. So, right. Yeah. so you know, that's a red flag for pharmacies. Like, yo, what what is why is this person just taking this? But there are doctors that are prescribing it, and some pharmacies are fulfilling them. And you know, according to these doctors, they're saying, you know, my patients are doing well. They've some of them have COVID, and they've you know survived that mm. kind of stuff. So. Mm. But still, once again, the sample size on that is very small. You know, you you need more studies behind it. So, because actually, like the side effects of of taking ivermectin, if you to get to get them, they're severe. much more severe than the vaccine. Mm. Mm. So, so that's why it's an issue. Gotcha. You know, so and they're similar, but you have you would have more side effects with ivermectin than you would with just taking the vaccine. Per Yo, se. So. I want to shout out to Chino Conde. Okay. He sent me a video about <laughs> fasting. I watched it. It's a pure, it has nothing to do with spiritual purposes. It's a pure medical lecture yes. from a doctor lecturing doctors. And bro, the and this this goes back to just the infinite wisdom and grace of God, how God calls you to fast and and how fasting what it does for you spiritually, but what it does for you physically? Mm. Mm. Is amazing. He said that after after uh, four or five days of fasting, just water, black coffee, or black tea, your body begins to create stem cells. He says amazing. after after three or four days, your body produces the growth hormone, which is the hormone that obviously helps you grow, but it also makes you look younger. He says after a, if you do a seven day fast, he says that your cells instead of dying. That your body recycles your cells and your cells become stronger. That. So that he said, if you tell, and, and this obviously medicine is 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 always opinionated. Now you have doctors who who say, no, I, I this is from my studies. Yeah, this they is disagree. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, say so. This is not pure fact. Nothing in the medical field is pure fact. Yeah, it's, it's Let always me say debates. That. Yeah. Yes, always debates. Always debates. But he said that as a doctor, he wished he could give his cancer patients. Um, he he wish he could tell his cancer patients, yo, before you come to chemo, I want you to fast for three days. No no eating, just water and black coffee. Cause he said that when your body's uh when your body re um recycles your cells and those cells become stronger, your cancer cells don't become stronger. And so when you go to chemo, that your good cells are less likely to die versus your cancerous cells that are more most mm, likely to die. And then so like that's just the science half of it. But if you think about it, God in his infinite wisdom, man, just yeah. having this, calling his people to fast. And then you take it back to Esther. Mm. How long did mm. Esther, how long did she fast for? Mm. Three um, days. It was three days, yeah, three days. And, and at the end of the three day uh, fast, she went to go and, 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 and talk to the king to try to mm -hmm. convince him uh, of the issue at hand, right? Mm. What, what is produced after three days? The growth hormone. It's the hormone that makes you look younger and more attractive. Mm. Bro, mm. just like you. I think like, she was already fine. Bro. No, she, she was, was already fine. fine. No, no, the Bible says, yeah, she, the Bible says she was already yeah. fine. Yeah. So, I mean, think about that. But though. God set her up. Yeah. yeah. So, if y'all want your wives to look better, have them fast. You know, spiritually, Yo, immediately. You better. <laughs> immediately, my wife is going on a fast right now. 
Spiritually, she'll treat you better. And I need physically. a fast, you heard? Yeah. I need a <laughs> For real, bro. So I, need a fast. Oh. I need to look better. That was All right, yo. My wife's got no problem looking good. I've got the problem looking oh. good. One more, one oh, more trending news on thing. the streets. One more news thing. My dad sent it because, you know, he's still doing trending on bro, the streets. I don't want to hear about you. Uh, oh, busted ankle. Hold on. Oh, busted ankle, dude. Uh, former Why? district attorney. This is according to CNN.com. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, they gave him a fart. <laughs> Former district attorney indicted in connection to Ahmad Arbery investigation. Yeah, that's crazy. So it says a former district attorney in Georgia has been charged after allegedly interfering with the arrest of a man involved in the 2020 shooting death of 25-year-old Ahmad Arbery. Former Brunswick district attorney Jackie Johnson has been indicted on charges of violating her oath as a public officer and obstructing a police officer. Uh, both charges are in connection to Johnson's alleged actions surrounding the investigation of the fatal shooting of Arbery while he was jogging through a Glen County subdivision on February 23, 23rd, 2020, according to the indictment. So, you know, y'all could yeah. look up her name, get some more information. Yeah, well, that. you know, I mean, if she, did, if she did it, she did it. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, you know, when you got small towns like that, it's not surprising if you got some people that try to look out for somebody else, especially... Especially down south, you know what I mean, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad they're holding accountable though if it, if it's true. You know, so. it was revealed. My understanding though, she's denying all charges. Mm. I read the article too. And she's denying all. She's pushing back against it. So, all right. So let, let's 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 follow back up here before we close out the yeah, show. Yeah. Um, I had a question. To I got a question. Okay, so go my question is this: Can Christians be demon possessed? Mm-hmm. Can Christians be demon possessed? Hmm. I would say that a sincere, authentic uh, Christian. I, 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 so I wanted to touch on this earlier, so I'm happy it came up. Um, I don't believe that they can be demon possessed. I, I, I don't. Um, just certain language in the in the New Testament, in the Book of Ephesians, it says that you are sealed mm-hmm. with the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit yeah. right? And so, like for me, when I think of a seal, I, that word "seal" is talking about how when you when you get a, a letter. And then you you got the this mm. the signet stamp and you stamp it you you seal it and now that emblem that's on that seal it, it, it lets you know who's it from right mm. and we as believers we have that seal of the Holy Spirit right mm-hmm. the on us which is the it says is the guarantee yes. of our inheritance to the kingdom. Amen. It's the guarantee of our salvation, mm. right? But not only does it make that you know does it bring me to that text, but if you also think of what a seal is, what it does, it, it shuts the letter, mm-hmm. right? So it prevents anybody who's not supposed to enter that 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 envelope. It prevents them from entering it because if they do enter it, then they then it you know when it gets to the person who is meant to get to, they know that it, it could have possibly possibly been mm-hmm. messed with, tampered with, and it could possibly be wrong. But it's also uh, um a way to protect the letter from being tampered with. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? So like, as a believer, we are sealed and protected by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, I do believe that the true, sincere, and authentic believer, if they're not careful, can be influenced yes. by demons and by Satan. And what you have is King Solomon, who's the wisest, richest king to ever have lived according to the Bible, he is he is he is he falls into idolatry. 
right? And my assumption would be mm-hmm. that he fell into pride. Like, how do you? How can you be the wisest <laughs> king in the world, yet be so foolish to fall into something? And it goes back to pride. You go back to Genesis. What did Satan use to to tempt Adam and Eve? He used pride mm-hmm. if you eat of that fruit you won't die but you will be, be like, like god. god they already right? were how do you convince two-thirds of the angels in heaven to go against god well isaiah 14 talks about how satan said i will be above god yep. and yep. i will be worshiped and i so pride right he uses the vanity of of spirits the vanity of man to convince them to turn their back on God. You go to King Uzziah in the book mm-hmm. of Kings. Yep. It says that he was he, he became a king at a young age and and he God did so many things. He had many victories. He conquered cities, he built cities, he conquered in wars. And it says it says what? That when he became prideful, mm. he went into the temple to, to, to burn incense which which was only allowed mm. by the Levitical priests. Priest. And when the Levitical priest went in and followed him, he got angry with them. And the Bible says when he got angry, God struck him with leprosy. He had to go and he had to be just cast out. And he had to be a a king from, you know. Outside the camp. Outside the camp. (laughs) You have David. Yep. It says in the time where kings went out to war. He was chilling in the back. He's chilling. Right. And, And then what happens? He falls. So. As believers, we can become so influential and so and used by God so powerfully and mightily that Satan don't need to possess us. Mm. He could just slip pride right in there. It's and, a slow fade. You think we can be? That's good. You think I, we can be afflicted though? Yes, mm. I do believe you can be afflicted, even with with certain uh, maybe sicknesses at times. Mm. And once again, Job. I think. Job is one, but I also think if if you're opening your door because of sin, pride, whatever it may be, it may open you up. Sometimes it's the consequences of your sin as well um, that may uh, open that door. Now, let me say this as well. There is a sanctifying part for the believer, right? I think if you're young in the faith, there may be some things that you're struggling with. So I want to encourage any young believers that if you're young in the faith and you don't have the full understanding, full knowledge, and you feel like you keep coming to something in your life and you just can't find victory, and this is where you got to keep bringing that to Christ until you find that the Lord will sanctify that from your life. He may give you instruction. It may be supernatural. It may be a word spoken. Maybe you and your own word. Maybe the time fasting and praying. But there is that aspect of where it will happen as you continue to uh, seek the Lord. What what Ilmatic was talking about is where we become comfortable. We fall into a complacency, and we find that with the church in Laodicea, right? Mm-hmm. Church in Laodicea was what? He says, you proclaim to be rich and all have all these things, and you're comfortable in a sense, but I got this thing against you. You're wretched, you're naked, you're blind. Mm-hmm. And he tells them to repent. And the notion is we can become comfortable as believers. Mm-hmm. We can fall into that trap. Of, of not walking in faith But walking more in ritual and tradition So those are some of the dangers in that But Can you be afflicted? I say yes uh, One of the struggles I used to have Believe it or not And I believe it was just, I had a supernatural event happen in my life 
at night. I don't know. Some people may know this, like like uh, night terrors or night um, paralyzation, like yeah. paralysis. That's yeah. what I was referring to when I night felt, when yeah I night said, paralysis. Yeah. Um, th- that happened often to me, and so you know, in my walk. Yeah. And um, it me was too. a struggle for me. Like me I don't too. know why this was going on. You yeah. know, um, where where I would be asleep, and all of a sudden, I'm I feel like something's on me. I can't move. I can't speak. I can't talk. All I could do in my mind is rebuke and ask the Lord to help me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it would only last anywhere from you know thirty seconds to a minute. It seems like. Yeah. Um, but it would happen enough where it was terrifying. You yeah. know, it just it's scary. It's scary because it's just not natural. Yeah. Um. But I remember one day, I wasn't even asleep, bro. I was wide awake, but I was laying in my bed with my eyes closed, and I felt something come upon me, and once again, that fear, I was terrified. I couldn't speak. I couldn't talk, and I just started crying out, Lord, help me. Save me. Lord, help me. Save me. And this was in my mind, I'm saying this, because I couldn't say it with my lips, but all of a sudden, I felt like something came into my room that was so bright. You ever like, you ever been sleeping? You wake up and the light, somebody turn on the light. You're like, oh damn, why you do that, yo? Yeah, mm-hmm. This thing was so bright. I had my eyes closed and I still was was like trying to close it as much as possible because the brightness of the light was too much. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, what I felt like I saw was an angel come down on a sword and it struck me. Mm-hmm. Like the sword came down on me, mm-hmm. and immediately I woke up, mm-hmm. like. I got up. I was awake, but I got up. I was set free from what it, whatever it was. Yeah. After that, I've never had that incident happen to me again. And, and, and that's why I made the reference where I feel like I, I, I said, Yo, I, I do believe in the future I will encounter that because that still happens to me mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know you shared the same thing. Yeah. You know I what had, I'm saying? I had the, uh, um, it used to, uh, it used to, it felt like a cat purring around my neck and around my head and like rubbing itself against me. I used to have this all the time, all the time. I haven't had it for a long time through the grace of guys to pray on it, rebuke it. But man, this was all the time. This was all the time. And I think it was a sexual type of Mm -hmm. um, spirit. And the question I have to, to segue to this is that why is it not popular anymore or, or prevalent to speak, on these are spirits yeah. yeah like i'm pretty sure based off of this episode people would be like yo y'all crazy yeah that's what they're gonna say yeah. they're gonna like, say yo, that y'all yeah. really believe y'all over you're, you're over spiritual yeah. y'all really believe yeah. and the thing is my but, dad being one of them yeah but my dad's like yo y'all tripping like yeah. but at the same time the, the encounters you can't you can't deny yeah and not only that let's take it to the world uh, what if though a believer because there's believers in the church like I would say sincere authentic believers that just don't believe that spirits and demons uh, interact the, in the way that we are talking about right with us right uh-huh. and, and so and they'll use you know scripture to, to I don't know what to, scripture I don't know what do. scripture that's what I was going to say I don't know what I was going to say was I hear you is, is sensationalist right yeah. so like they just you mean don't, sensationalist yeah. sensationalist they, they don't believe that any of these things not the, the gifts and these supernatural occurrings they just don't believe that it occurs today yeah, I, I struggle with it, and, and yeah, I in fact I would even like I would push back like they're in a, they have a position 
similar to the Sadducees, right? So yes. the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees had this issue concerning the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And the, the Pharisees believed in the resurrection of the dead. The Sadducees did not. So it's similar to kind of that mindset where you have, they have a position in their belief about God where other Christians uh, don't. But what was the position of the Sadducees? They were positions of, they had this kind of high and mighty arrogant position. The Pharisees looked to uh, fulfill the law. They just put bondage upon people and doing it. Mm -hmm. And they didn't fulfill it themselves. But the Sadducees were viewed as kind of the upper echelon, the elitism. And I would say a lot of cessationists that hold that position have that, that, that position as well in life. That elitism. That elitism about them. Yeah. And um, so in general, to, I would say this, man. If you don't believe in that, then how could you preach the Bible? I really push back on when, when so, cessationists in that area. So to like me, that's you, a false teaching. You have cessationists, though, that literally teach the bible from verse by verse from from cover to cover so like what what do they say when they come across these texts that we've been talking about yeah you you know what i'm saying like so what's the application for the believer so some other position and trying to to give them you know uh, a credible position um they have they look at the historical church as well right Meaning the authority of the church fathers and the role of the Holy Spirit beyond the scriptures, where you have the you know the the church in the hundred A.D., two hundred A.D., three hundred A.D. and and beyond. What they say is that the early church needed the spiritual gifts that we find in Acts in the New Testament for the early establishment of the church, but once the apostles started to die off. These things died off as well, okay, because the church became formed and organized. There was an organization behind it, and it it had uh, formality. And then by the time of the canonization of the scriptures in the 300 AD uh, period, that was the final revelation, final authority, and the word of God is what uh, uh, we have that establishes and keeps the church in a sense. Well, we know the Holy Spirit does, but and they would say it too. But is that that's kind of the final miracle in a sense? So that my we my, have. my thing though is then if if that is the position that they take, they take the history that occurred after the Bible more God inspired than the Bible itself. That's what I me I would understand. That's my struggle. That's right? yeah. So from from someone who holds that position as a cessationist, that if you say it's inspired. And God has cut off these miracle aspects within the church, and what's needed is just the preaching of the Word of God and the truth of God's Word. I think they really miss out, and they really put God in a box, right? Yeah. They 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 capture Him and put Him in a box, even though we know God is not in a box, because today we know via testimony, people in nations where Christianity is not prevalent are having revelations of Jesus Christ in dreams. People are having um, uh, visions of Jesus Christ, open air vision. I'm talking about they're awake and they're mm-hmm. seeing Christ. 
and they're coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Joel, Joel 2, Acts chapter 2. Mm-hmm. So it's happening today. And to hold that position means to hold a very super spiritual position. It's very dangerous before God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so. I, and I would say this. I got two things to say about that. Like the people that follow, the, the 12 that, that follow Jesus, right? They were called what? Disciples. And being a disciple, what? You was getting taught. Yeah, you were a pupil. Yeah. You were a You're student. You were a pupil. Taught to do what? To do something to carry it out. Mm-hmm. Why is he teaching them to, to, cast out, to cast out demons? Yeah. There you go. If it's not going to continue. Yeah. And why does he I, command them to continue making disciples? To do the same? Yeah. And so he didn't limit it when he said preach and teach. He didn't limit any, any teaching. And he taught them how to cast out demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't limit anything there. That's just one. I get real practical, man. I don't think we got to get real, very, yeah. very deep on that. Second, I get very practical is that, okay, like where are you in, in earth? Meaning, where are you locally? Yeah. Because I can take you to places where there's demonic things. <laughs> and if you fact. really want to go there, we can that's really go fact. there. You know, I could take you to a botanica where the chickens are getting. If you really want to see for yourself to see if there's demonic forces, let's go. I'm not saying to go look for it to be a ghostbuster. Yeah. But I'm saying that if you don't believe these forces are are happening and taking over people now, why are people... It's go, negligent. Man. Yeah, why are what people else? going get to seance okay, hold and, on. And, and being possessed? Why are... Right. Come on, all these things. What, what you think is happening? Who Who's operating there? Yeah. So me and my dad have had this conversation. I love my dad. Yeah. My, me and my dad, we talk doctrine all the time. So yeah. it's not like, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He, he He's very knowledgeable. Yes. Yeah, so when we've, we've had the same exact conversation, right? And yeah. I've, I've asked him that very question. Right. And so my dad's position, a lot of times, he's like, yo, but do y'all, okay, fine. People worship Satan. People cast spells. Do you really think they have that much power? Yes. Like, no, no, but not over, it, the right, not right, over the believer, not over the but they have power, right? Oh, of course. And, and so then he he comes up with this. Okay, they have power, right? So why are there so many uh, people in the inner city who are poor who worship Satan and cast spells for money? Why they still broke? And I'm like, yo, that's a good point. Well, because this practically, if 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 this person is casting spells to 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 be rich yeah. and to get more money. Why are they still poor? Well, then well, you that, could, but but then you could. Uh, uh, well, Zeke, I think you about to say well, what I'm about to say. I was gonna say why are there people in Believe. hospital beds praying for healing I mean, and they still? Yeah, die? I was gonna say same thing with Zeke saying you could mm-hmm. go back with that yeah. and just say why is there people praying for blessings and they're not, you know. So okay, now so let's go back to to Mark nine, right? Why are people in in uh, why are people demon possessed or sick? Let's like, even if you just take out the demon possession and God, Jesus Christ healed people all the time. Yeah. Right. Sometimes they were attributed to demon, demonic possession. And sometimes Some, they were just sick. Yes. Yeah, sometimes they were just sick. And and Jesus Christ healed them. And he attributed the lack or ability to heal them with a lack of faith. faith. Amen. Yeah. Right. So. So it is it a faith issue. Well. Of course, yeah. well, it's to what they put the their faith in. Yeah. So meaning, so what, to go back to what your dad is saying, so mm-hmm. why is this, why that? But they put they put their faith in that. Mm-hmm. So they're walking in that. They're walking in that. Now, as opposed to we put our faith in God, so we're walking with God, doesn't mean that there's not no demon. Again, that doesn't mean that there's not demonic spirits controlling or influencing or possessing yeah. people. Mm-hmm. 
just like we have the Holy Spirit that possesses us to do the things that we are able to, your dad is able to speak and get revelation and enable to be, you know, the priest of his home through the Spirit yeah. of God. Same way this person is being able to do what they need to do through the Spirit of what? And the me, Antichrist, the Spirit of the, yeah. whatever they may be. Let mm-hmm. me say this too. Like, some of it is just ritualistic too. Like, you got people that practice uh, uh, witchcraft and practice. And it's just ritualistic. Like mm-hmm. any, like anybody who would go to church on a Sunday, but don't really have a relationship with Christ, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, some people go just through the rituals, and though they may be worshiping demons, they don't have an actual. They've they never had a in. interaction with a demon. You see what I'm saying? And so there's probably nothing coming for it. But it's all they know, and maybe they grew up in it, and, and maybe they've been influenced. Maybe they were convinced to do it. But they never really experienced the supernatural end of it. There are some, though, who do experience the supernatural and they utilize it and for, for their own benefit from a satanic standpoint. Um, and it's wicked. It's, it's wicked. wicked. And um, I would ask your dad this. I don't know he's going to hear this. And Jamma, this is the question I pose to you. When we were on the streets and you was cold-hearted, ready to shoot somebody, ready to beat up somebody, ready to do something. You think that was you? Why are you different now? Mm. What spirit was in you in that time? Mm. Mm. That That's made you think the way you think, that made you act the way you act, the, 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 so so evilish, so dark, red, dark, dark, dark so mind. dark, yeah, so dark. Mind, and then now, such a people person, such a smiley guy, love people, can't even think about, it, it, it breaks his heart to even think about if he got to fight somebody or something like that. Mm-hmm, Why? Mm-hmm. Well, what, what, What's what's there? It's yeah. Two different spirits. What's the change? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing right there. Yeah, two so. different spirits. All right. Well, listen, man. That yo, this has been our episode today. Uh, we kind of went a, and covered a lot, um, and really is. I think we just scratched the surface, man. Yeah. We oh yeah. We, we could have went way deeper. There's yeah, much more. There's much more on this topic of demon possession, even even kind of the uh, uh, the tabooness in so the church. Yeah, we didn't even get into that. Like the, like the churches sees it as taboo in a sense. Uh, like we just won't talk about this stuff. Um, and like I think part of it is because of fear, uh, fear of what this looks like, fear of how this may come about. But and acceptance. Wait, now, yeah, yeah. now a lot of yeah. mysticism is accepted, and people well, are they all equate it. They might equate it like, okay, that's new age stuff today. It's, exactly. Nah, man, this has been biblical from the very doctrines beginning. Doctrines of demons. Yeah, and and listen, people need deliverance, man. They need Thank God, He's sovereign, and He's able to save souls. But there's some people, man, that really need deliverance, and and we have to be available to to just pray over them. You know, um, so all right. Any last shout outs before we uh, head out? Yo. To some of y'all who might be scared of this whole demon possession thing, stop watching these horror movies because very rarely Facts. do you see the the priest with the cross and the rosary beads walk up to a demon. Very rarely does he win. He end up like the dudes in Acts 19. So um, if you, if you, I'm not saying you can't watch it, but make sure you you strong in your word. Stay away from the horror stuff, yeah. man. If you if you rooted in Christ, Jesus wins. The light of the body is the eye, man. Why be careful what you yeah, watch? Yeah. So if, if if all you see is is the Christians or the priests getting beat up by the demons, that's why you're scared to approach them. Mm. Yeah, true. You better talk to grandma that been in a prayer closet. <laughs> that's the one that's gonna give you the real. real. She gonna give you the real. Grandma ain't scared of yeah. no. She coming quick. The wisdom. The wisdom. <laughs> Turn the that wisdom. TV off and pray, boy. <laughs> that's what. You- <laughs> <laughs> Any final shout outs? Yo, I want to shout out my wife, man. I love you, honey. You're the best. Shout outs to Jesus. He is king. He is He is everything, man. This grace, man. You really got to get... Man, I just pray that people will really get this message of grace, man. And understand Amen. what God has done for us. Amen. Amen. 
Tash Nation, keep riding. Tash, we're going to keep driving. We out. Peace. Peace. See ya.